Hello and welcome back to the Tasty Morsels of Critical Care podcast. And today we're talking about chylothorax. Not something I've had the joy of managing as of yet in my somewhat short career. Um, chyle is produced through digestion uh, and absorption of emulsified fats from the small intestine. It consists of triglycerides, white cells and these wonderful things called chylomicrons. Chyle is not generally meant to be in the thorax unless it's simply passing through in the fragile and frequently mistaken by surgeons, thoracic duct. The chyle makes its way up the thoracic duct to drain into the venous system. This is all well and good till the thoracic duct is standing on the street corner minding its own business when it's injured by any number of causes such as, and here's your bullet pointed list, surgery, which is probably the, com- the commonest, um, malignancy, trauma, infection and filariasis and TB are on the list here. And finally you've got the good old um, house level diagnoses, sarcoid and amyloid also on the list. Clinically, you're going to expect to see a pleural effusion, which is mainly unilateral, uh, and there may well be some milky white pleural fluid coming out of it if you decide to put a drain on it. And in terms of timescale related to surgery, it's often a few days lag before the effusion is clinically apparent. So from an exam point of view, you might be asked, how would you distinguish this white milky fluid coming from um, the drain? How do you distinguish this from perhaps some propofol that's been infusing into the chest cavity for a few days from a misplaced central line? True story. Uh, You could say, for example, if it was chylothorax, you would expect to find high triglycerides, which would be true, but wouldn't help you distinguish it from the milk of amnesia, the propofol. Triglycerides can actually be low in a fasted patient, which these guys suffering from the complications of surgical misadventures often are. The best answer um, to this question is to get your lab to do electrophoresis on the fluid looking for chylomicrons. Management-wise, it seems that if there's a surgical cause, then non-operative management is an option. And if it's a non-operative cause, non-surgical cause, then surgery might be your fix. There does appear to be a broad variety of surgical and interventional options, many of which seem to be basically tying the ends off. From an ICU perspective, we're going to be much more interested in the non-surgical options, which are kind of variations of a, on a theme of reducing chyle flow through the injured duct. You can do this by altering their nutrition to focus on medium-chain fatty acids, which are apparently easier absorbed through the portal venous system, and therefore you don't need the thoracic duct. Or you could skip the gut completely and use TPN. Uh, Finally, you could try our all-purpose secretion dryer upper, octreotide. As you can imagine, for a condition so rare as this, there isn't a great deal of high-level data, so don't be surprised if you don't see a, a consistent approach across literature or in your own clinical practice. And the references for this post were the Life in the Fastian Critical Care Compendium entry and, of course, Deranged Physiology. Thank you for listening.